Welcome to the Midlife Career Rebel, the podcast created for high-achieving professional women to gain the clarity, confidence, and courage they need to go after and get the life and career they want. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Parker-Walsh, lawyer, social scientist, brand strategist, executive coach, entrepreneur, and midlife career rebel. Each week, you'll learn strategies to manage your mind, navigate the challenges of midlife, and take control of your career so you can thrive doing the work you love. So if you're ready to tear up that rule book and create your own, you're in the right place. And I can't wait to show you how. Hey, Rebels, welcome back to the podcast. I just got back from Miami from a business conference with other executive coaches and leadership development experts, and it was amazing. We got to geek out on data and statistics in our industry and share with each other how we can best support our clients in the work that we do. And while I was there, it got me to thinking that I don't often talk about the full scope of work that I do at Carol Parker Walsh Consulting. Now, I love supporting professional women in midlife to fearlessly navigate or reinvent their careers and gain unstoppable confidence in the process, right? I talk a lot about that. But I also love when I get the chance to work within organizations committed to creating cultures of trust, safety, and inclusion leadership, not only for their clients and stakeholders, but for the women and women of color within those organizations. And because it's at the intersection of authentic trust, sustainable accountability, and inclusive leadership that organizations can unlock innovation and drive creativity that always yields a greater productivity and profit, I really love to play in this space. I used to do organizational consulting years ago, and primarily I focused on professional diversity development. But this type of work is very different. And through my own experience and through working with now thousands of women, coaching, training, or teaching them on these various aspects and hearing back from them some of the major issues and challenges that they're facing within organizations, it beautifully equips me to be able to do this work and to understand the power of this intersection within organizations. Now, I know I've mentioned that I was also a labor and employment attorney, right? And I don't talk about the fact that how over those 10 years as an attorney that I coached, trained, and developed emerging and existing leaders, that as a leader and consultant, I developed policies and practices to advance professional and diversity development, to create policies and systems, to implement strategies and solutions also coaching executives and supporting high-function teams to really be able to create cultures of support and greater production, productivity, and inclusivity. Now, and I did that work for well over 20 years before I moved into academic teaching and leadership and then ultimately launched my own business, which, by the way, is turning nine this year. But even while I do a lot of one-on-one work and coaching, I actually have a team that actually continues to do organizational consulting for small nonprofits all the way up to large for-profit organizational systems, primarily in uh, pharma, in healthcare, in higher education, some in financial institutions, tech institutions, um, and a few other um, social impact organizations. So with that, I thought, 
why not do a few episodes for those of you who are leaders within your organizations or to provide you with information that you could take to the leadership within your organization so that we can actually co-create some authentic trust, inclusive leadership and sustainable accountability to unlock the hidden in plain sight innovation within each of those organizations. So today on the podcast, I want to start with why, despite modest gains in representation over the last eight years, women, and especially women of color, are still dramatically underrepresented underrepresented in corporate America, particularly in senior leadership positions. And I'm going to rely pretty heavily on McKinsey's Women in Workplace study from 2022, as well as some statistics from Deloitte, Gardner, and other institutions that are supporting all of this massive data that's showing that there still continues to be a problem. And one of the key problems is the stage of the pipeline, right? Where, how the pipeline is working, how it is supporting women from getting from where they are to successfully stepping into higher levels of leadership and doing so in a system that's supporting them all along the way. Now, what McKinsey talks about is that it's caused by a broken rung that remains unfixed. Specifically, there are simply too few women to promote to senior leadership positions. So we have a broken link or a broken rung in the pipeline. And secondly, the great breakup, which is caused by women leaders who are leaving their companies at the highest rate that we've ever seen and at much higher rate than their counterpart male leaders. So this pipeline challenge further exacerbates the gender equality gap as well as the gender pay gap and is stifling innovation in organizations worldwide. Now, I also believe that another contributor is the dismal record of hiring diverse vendors to come in and support organizational initiatives, specifically minority disability, LGBTQIA vendors, and the like. For example, I've seen data of organizations spending on suppliers and vendors, right, reports that show the spending. And I've seen reports where they have spent anywhere from five to 10 million upwards of a billion dollars, and less than 1% of that is spent on women-owned businesses. And in some cases, 0% is spent on minority or minority and women-owned or disability or LGBTQI certified businesses. And when seeking support from vendors that can't bring innovation in their services, you often find services that really do no more than propose the same type of policies and are sometimes opposed to any pattern disrupting fresh creative ideas or new approaches to some of these longstanding issues. Now, you may have also recognized that in your organizations that there's been some warning signs, some, as I may say, check engine light warning signals that have gone off in your organization that is proving a lot of these statistics that I just shared. First, 45% to up to 55%, depending on the industry that you're in, of the workforce is eligible for retirement. And if even 1% of your senior leadership decides to retire, You have to ask yourself, do you have a sufficient pipeline of talent to step into their place, as well as the institutional knowledge that needs to be passed on? In the past, companies could easily go to market to find the talent that they needed, but those days are long gone, right? It's not the way it was anymore. And if you haven't been developing your talent internally, 
again, passing through that institutional knowledge, you're going to struggle to stay at the top of your game. Also, managers and other leaders play an essential role in shaping the work experiences of women, yet relatively few companies are adequately training their managers to meet the new demands of the future of work. I talk a lot about the future of work. I talk a lot about how your individual approach to the future of work has to change, and it also needs to change within the corporate structure. And even though research shows that companies worldwide are committed to spending up to $364 billion on training and development, 68% of organizations say that up to 20% of their leadership is absent, particularly female leadership, which, which severely impacts their bottom line. Now, most companies are using the same options to try to solve this growing problem. Things like one-off or one-and-done trainings or having a heavy focus on recruitment and hiring efforts with little to any focus on retention or organizational readiness, or they're looking at them as two separate issues, or they're trying to build mentorship and sponsorship programs without equipping or helping those who are signing up to be mentors or sponsors to understand what it means to be successful in that process. Or they're appointing people to be mentors or sponsors when they're not ready or already overloaded and don't know how to do it effectively. Now, my company actually worked with organizations to facilitate leadership development programs that change behavior and have sustainable impact, can help to co-create inclusive cultures that positions organizations to retain their women leaders and leaders of color, and equip managers and leaders on how to successfully manage in a VUCA environment, specifically volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. That's what VUCA means. Now, most leaders would turn to internal HR and L&D teams to help with these issues. But honestly, these teams are usually stretched thin. And more importantly, they don't have the objective outside perspective needed to deliver the desired results. Many have already turned to these larger global consulting companies, right, like Accenture or PwC. But the downside is that while they have these big names, they often deploy staff with relatively inexperienced folks who are right out of college, because they can bill them at a relatively inexpensive rate. Also, after all the hours and millions already spent, why are you still not yielding any different results? Why does it still look the same? Or why has the needle moved so little? And I believe it's because we keep approaching the issue with the same old solutions. Instead of looking for innovative approaches to disrupt the status quo and create a pattern disrupt in the system to yield new results. Now, a better solution would be to work with a highly experienced boutique firm, such as ours, where you're not paying for overhead, but instead instead you're paying for expertise and impact. That's typically why our clients hire us, because we're better, faster, agile, and leaner, and because they know each of our team members carries 10 to 25 plus years of experience and are ready to get in there to customize solutions that will actually work. Now, of course, it means that organizations have to be prepared to spend anywhere from $100,000 to $300,000 for a 12 to 24-month engagement to affect lasting change and deliver results depending on what the work involves. And it would be great if one-off trainings worked or simply identifying a few people to serve as sponsors or mentors without any training or support, mind you, was as effective as most organizations hoped they would be. 
But what we've learned is that organizations making this type of time and money investment, like I said, 100 to 300K or about an 18 month engagement, they're the ones who make significant changes to solve their problems. And while it's smart to bring in a minority women or disability certified businesses, such as ours, which we hold all three of those certifications, organizations may still try to solve these issues on their own, which unfortunately can create additional cost and time problems. For example, you can't do this work without a significant amount of cognitive interpersonal work, but some organizations believe that their leaders won't be responsive to this type of work or they'll leave. But the real risk is how long will these glass bowl leaders stay and block the desired change and bottom line results that organizations desire? Sometimes that is the issue. And by keeping someone on that you're afraid to lose while you're losing millions, as well as multiple talented individuals that are costing you innovation and productivity and income, you have to weigh which one matters most. Or how many millions of dollars are you prepared to lose due to a damaged reputation in the marketplace because you just made the worst place to work list for women or due to massive recruitment efforts followed by massive attrition rates? One organization we've worked with got it right. They decided to utilize executive masterminds specifically for their women emerging leaders and their diverse emerging leaders and coupled that with coaching and support for the senior and executive leaders on how to properly support those mastermind participants, resulting in a 50% reduced attrition and a 27% increase in career mobility. And because from the beginning, we co-created the solution together, another client saw a 300% increase in executive academic leadership of color and a 22% retention rate, retention rate rather, by implementing a cohort-based support program and implementing a series of leadership change programs. Now, both of these were multi, multi-year engagements because they knew that once we got in there and once we equipped the leaders, once we created the programming, once we consistently were there for sustainable accountability and commitment and culture change, that that is what it took to achieve these type of results. And we did them by using the power of masterminds in organizations. So by taking what seems to be a very simple program, but but creating a robust legacy system that actually saves money and implements lasting and sustainable change and creates a pipeline that actually works and remains filled, not because of quotas or demands, but because they've created a system that works. All organizations need to examine their succession plan and leadership pipeline with an eye toward the long-term impact of the loss of women at all levels of leadership, including women who are at risk of leaving, right? The great breakup that McKinsey reported. And if too many organizations sleep on implementing some proven solutions while we're in the great breakup, it can have a huge impact on companies' reputations if publicity is bad and comments on social media reveal bad practices or simply no action at all towards gender inequity, which makes it rather difficult to attract good talent in the future. Now, Gardner revealed that for every year an organization waits or fails to address these issues, which also impact gender equity and pay gap, it costs them an average of $439,000 every year, not to mention the decrease in productivity due to disengaged or disenfranchised employees. 
and the cost of replacing those female leaders, as highlighted by Gallup, can range from one half to two times the employee's annual salary, and that's a conservative estimate. So if you think in one data point I found that said if a 100-person organization that provides an average salary of 50000 could have turnover and replacement costs of approximately 660 to $2.6 million per year. Now imagine the cost of a large-scale organization with salaries in the hundred dollars to $300,000 range. Yes, there's a risk of getting things wrong because you're continuing to use the same efforts or you're resistant to changing the status quo, but doing nothing is not the answer. So the question organizations need to ask is which of these risks is better for them? Executive masterminds is just one of the solutions we deliver as a company, and we use them because they affect change, increase engagement, provide the nuanced support women and women of color leaders need, and with higher retention and promotion rates, organizations are able to unlock innovation. And according to DDI research, they're 12 times more likely to be in in the top 20% of companies based on their financial performance. And we're also hosting an executive roundtable on this issue for senior leaders and executives on April 5th at 10 a.m. to talk about this current issue and how it's impacting their organizations. Now, this is an invitation-only event, but feel free to invite your leaders or draw this to their attention so they can attend. And they could just email our team at support at to get more information. Now, I know this episode was a bit different than what you've listened to in the past, but I hope it's been helpful. And if nothing else, send a link to this episode to the leadership in your organization so they can understand the power of executive masterminds and how it can be a game changer in their organization. So I hope to see you next time. But until then, break free from the status quo. Disrupt deeply embedded patterns. Seek out innovation. And, of course... Have an amazingly rebellious week. I'll see you soon. That's it for this week's episode. Hey, and if you're loving what you're learning, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. Also, don't forget to read the show notes and grab the free resources mentioned so you can start implementing what you're learning right away. Finally, Are you ready to unlock your potential and fearlessly go after the career and life you want? Then join me and a community of other high-achieving women in midlife, stepping into new levels of leadership, switching it up to do the meaningful and fulfilling work they're meant to do, and glowing up by creating the systems of freedom to achieve their dreams in Fearless, the Career Rebel Academy. You'll find the link in the show notes. Simply fill out the application and together we'll determine if this is the right fit for you. I can't wait to see you there.